0: I really appreciate you guys coming on. Great conversation. I know it was short, but I, like, see, <laughs> good, the banger, forty-five minutes straight. So, let's get right back in to Egghead. Egghead is looking crazy. So, um, I don't even remember where we were, where I left off, but I'm pretty sure I left off right at the end of '64-ish. Yeah. So I will go back here. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, so we left off with the Straw Hats new outfits, which they are very, very cool. They are very, very nice. I love these outfits. Um, So, yeah, we're going to move on to 1065 because this is great. This is amazing. And 1065 is another one of our colored cover panels. And as we just learned, these are kind of where... So these ones, like these official ones, are kind of where our OP scans group get the um uh, the colors from. Like that's where they get their ideas of what colors, who should be what color, blah 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 stuff like that. So on this cover page, we see Uta and we see Uta and uh, Luffy with their outfits from One Piece Film Red. It's very very cool. Uh, I'm I watched the movie. I have a whole um we have a whole review on it. On Spotify you can go check it out like the week I think the the Sunday after we watched it so it's fresh on our memory like we knew what was going on it was really good if you haven't watched it I don't know if I'd recommend you watch it because it is mainly a musical there are some really really good songs and some really really cool uh, fight scenes but would I pay another 15 bucks to go watch it not in Japanese this time I think I'd want to go watch it in English just to get a different experience So yes, um, here's another one of the panels that they were talking about. So this is one where they'll get the colors, and this is where they get the colors for Luffy's Gear 5, Shanks, Uta, you got Kobe. These are all the characters from One Piece Film Red, and they got some of the colors from there. So very, very cool. So in 1065, the title of the chapter is The Six Faces of Vegapunk. So that's where we're gonna we're gonna learn about more of the Vega punks, I guess. Um, so we see that Brooke and Zoro are going to stay on the sunny because of whatever reason somebody always has to stay um, and the so that giant egg dome that we saw is actually labeled punk records very very cool punk records so with zoro and brooke on the sunny the caribou is left there so caribou is still there he hasn't dipped and they're kind of shooting the shit and making it like haha you should be thankful that we haven't we haven't like killed you basically uh you can leave if you'd like like i don't think they're gonna hold them captive and they also say that zoro says that he appreciates that caribou helped out luffy he does appreciate that and and i think that it's true like Zoro is appreciative of that fact. So now we're going to jump over into the Labosphere. It's not called the Labosphere. I'm just calling it that. The uh, The Vegapunk Lab. So there's like an escalator. And because these Straw Hats are pirates from like a, a non-technology age, this looks very, very cool to them. And I can agree. the They're they very excited. Usopp and Nami are very, very cool. They're walking around with Lilith. And then they come... To a, um, they come to a door where they're now talking about the 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 power of Egghead and how the power of Egghead works. So the power in Egghead is is fire, it's combustion, very similarly to our real world where we would have coal mine, uh, coal power, uh, um, gasoline power, any type of power that relies on a combustion um, a reaction. And um, Lilith is 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 wondering. Um, if there could be such thing as an eternal flame, which, which is crazy, um, because Frankie remarks, like, it would be like a sun, like, you're, you're trying to create a sun, which is what our real world is trying to do today, like, these last few weeks, we've, like, there was a machine in fucking Europe somewhere, like, it's a giant machine, particle accelerator, that... It's trying to do nuclear fission, get more energy out than they put in. And like, that's the, that's a sun. Like we are like they, Vegapunk's trying to make a sun. Our real world is trying to make a sun. And then Nami being the awesome girl that she is, she remarks like, doesn't that like take up natural resources and just literally burn them? So you're like destroying your planet. Yes, 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 we are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Luffy walks through the wall, and they're all surprised and Sanji kind of follows through and all this all the all the shahats and Nami's group Follow them through so Nami's group is looking like we got Sanji Frankie Nami Usopp and Robin um, That's the the group. So now they've entered into the labosphere so I'm gonna show this yes, so they have now entered into the labosphere and um there's a voice in the back somewhere like tinkering like ting 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 bing ting ting ah, I'm Vegapunk Edison. There's another one. So yeah, they're walking and they come across what looks to be like a child like Jimbe all of a sudden. And Jimbe has you know white hair they're childlike um, uh, seems like there's like a flame behind them some black wings and like I I don't have the colored panel but I know this from the future they have darker skin tones so that's the Jimbei I'm talking about right there right in the middle of that circle um, Jimbei is a Seraphista. so seraphim o4 is labeled on top of the young Jimbei. The young Jinbei's or child Jinbei, whatever you want to call it. Seraphim 04. And if you look at the top, 098%. So it may not be fully completed yet. I'm not too sure. But the um are making the remark: like, look, it's Jinbei. But then Jinbei, the child Jinbei, just instantly starts to attack them and uses a, a move. And, and that's when Frankie makes a remark, like, oh, he's a pacifista. So it's pacifista tech almost and this is very exciting for a time for one piece i'm very excited about this um usop is 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 fair to make the remark of this was all one big trap right like they all were brought into the labosphere to get murked off by whatever crazy invention Vegapunk had and it seems to be a child's jimbe um so Nami heads over to start doing an attack, and the Jimbei, the Seraphim Jimbei, dives into the ground. And we have seen this once before. We have definitely seen this once before. Senor Pink! Senor Pink! Very cool. Um, and Nami still has Zeus in the baton, but Zeus is like, hey, should I come out? Nope. Nope. Stay in so Jimbe, the child Jimbe, let's call him sarah jim for now until we get the real name so sarah jim um oh you can only hear me in your right ear uh oh let me fix that properties down mix to mono i think that's what i have to do okay wait can i hope this has worked please let me know if if this audio has has helped um because I, I i'm it's it's hard for me to tell oh it sounds good now okay so then that means for our entire interview i'm only coming out of the right year but that's fine i should be able to fix it in post um yeah so just for you guys here in chat right now uh this is just my live recording session so chat i am looking at chat and i appreciate chat but i'm trying to get through these chapters as quickly as possible because i have a big list of events planned for today so uh, I'm going to continue. Uh, Desnez the Dwarf, Zub, three-day trip, Straw Hat Lucas, like, hello, everybody. Uh, Straw Hat, Desnez, I'm, I'm excited to have you guys on later. Three-day trip, I've seen you around in the community. Zub, I really appreciate having that conversation. Hopefully, we can do it again in the future. Hopefully, you had a good time. Um. So anyway, yes. So we see that Jisera Jim is now chokeholding Nami. And my first reaction was, oh, no, don't do that sanji's gonna go fucking ballistic on you bro and that is exactly what happens like you he signed his own death warrant basically um oh yeah 1079 is colored i am going to i am going to uh use i am using op scans right now please oh i'm gonna oh i can't type here but whatever uh i'm gonna drop the uh op scans yeah that's where i uh, that's where i'm reading from so go check it out. It's actually like a very very useful tool. So yeah. Um, anyway, so um, we have this Sarah Jim Jimbei as with a devil fruits from senior Pink as a child, brown skin, wings, flame, white hair. Not Jimbei, but Jimbei. Um, and then after that, Sarah Jim grabbed onto Nami. Sanji goes crazy and does this like crazy kick very very cool um you know Robin or sorry uh yeah Robin jumps in there and attacks too she uses two named attacks Gigante Floor Sea Serpent and Snap Dragon Spank so basically a bunch of hands come out from everywhere and they're just gonna smack this Jimbe. um they're both very very upset uh, Robin and, and uh Sanji are both very upset that Nami is, is being hurt. So Usopp hops in and uses two named attacks again. Lethal Green Star and then Skull Explosion Gas? Grass? Grass. Um, that works to no avail. Sarah Jinbe pops up, choke holds uh, um, Usopp. Like, like, look at this. This is, this is how our great brave warrior of the sea gets to live his life. Very, very fun. Um, so there they are starting to realize that it isn't Jimbe, it's not like we don't need to hold back. Frankie hops in and uses a sick move, Radical Beam. And then you can you see, like off to the side, a tiny little robot mouse looking thing. And then finally we get the name of our Seraphim Jimbe. It is S Shark. So yeah. He he's a seraphim, maybe an upgrade from the pacifistas. We're not too sure there. Um yeah, and um the little robot that we saw is also is also um revealed finally. So the little oh sorry, I'm I'm lost. So the little robot is actually finally revealed. Um, because Frankie used that beam and it actually kind of hurt the uh the Jimbe, the S shark, sorry. So yeah, we have Vegapunk O3 revealed as Dr. Vegapunk Edison with the with the surname Flair, and that's a little mouse thing I was talking to you about. Like it's a mouse robot, but it may be a suit. With a with a human like thing underneath, similar to Lilith, it could be just the robot with like a consciousness installed. I'm not sure how these things are working yet. This is kind of the area where I slowed down on reading. Um, yeah. So there's Vegapunk Flare and a uh, Vegapunk Flare slash Edison is is revealed, and Lilith is making uh remarks to that vega punk like hey what is going on you said to this how much does one of those things cost are you crazy and then another one of our uh vega punks are revealed we have vega punk dr vega punk pythagoras 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 this guy this is very cool because uh once again we don't know if it's a suit or a robot underneath Uh, They got five fingers, but that doesn't mean nothing to us. And they have the tag of wisdom. So Pythagoras, you know, the theorem, this mathematician, it's not really wisdom. That's knowledge. So I wonder if this guy is that bridge between knowledge and wisdom. He has both knowledge and the wisdom that we speak of when we say, like, you want knowledge. Or, or, sorry, uh, wisdom is greater than knowledge. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, We continue on. This, this, is, this is the big chapter. So this is the big, big, big chapter. You have, the, so Edison uh, ri- sitting down writing, and then we kind of pan over to Bonnie the Glutton. She's still eating. You know, she's getting really, really big. And then we go over to Pythagoras, where Pythagoras is, is working on something. So we can see, that, oh, let me move this pen. So we can see that they're doing something, but then right, oh, where would it be? Oh, on this side. So right here, the Pythagoras is, like, jumping out of its own suit. And it's, like, a tiny little ball, which is very cool. Um, <laughs> and he's making the remark that they can't go to the bathroom for themselves. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. I said Bonnie, not realizing that it wasn't a pan over to Bonnie. They were showing us a different freaking... Vegapunk, but we don't know yet. It looks like Bonnie to me. It looks like Bonnie to me. I don't know what to tell you. It's got fat. She l- likes food. Like, that's that's Bonnie. So, this fat, Bonnie-looking Vegapunk comes out the toilet, all skinny again, and just goes, ah, that was good. And we get their name. So, in... So, I'm see, I'm super, I'm super hyped. I'm way too hyped for this stuff. But we get our another uh, Vegapunk 06. York. York. Which, not too sure what York would mean, or yoke. Like Y-O-L-K. Because I know how sometimes in Japanese, you know, Y-O-L-K, Y-O-R-K. What does York mean? I can only think of New York. Um and then flare. Like. Or, not flair, sorry, desire. So, are, is she, she has the, the, the feeling or the concept of Vegapunk's desire within her birth consciousness? Like, I am very, very, very confused as to how these vagapunks came to be. But now we see that York is just taking a nap. So it looks like um, their, their job is SN, SDN. That's a cycle. The S, snack. D, dump. N, nap. Their job is to eat, sleep, and shit. That is their job. That kind of sucks, but it's also kind of beautiful. I would love to just have to do that and live an amazing life. Um, And then right next to it, so once again, as I was saying earlier, these chapters are crazy because like, characters are being revealed a very big big wrench in our system of Vega Punk it's Vega punks right and we get Vega Punk oh one where they say I'm Shaka dr. Vega Punk One," with the title Shaka slash logic so Shaka may mean something but now I'm more so just gonna assume that the names, so the surnames. We have Pythagoras, York, Shaka, Lilith, Edison. Um, oh, there was one more. I don't remember the giant. The the, the giant. Um, the giant little girl. I I forget her name. But those are all like surnames. And then I think the um, the like slash, logic, desire. Flare which could mean something like greed or obsession something maybe like that Um, uh, We have evil uh, logic evil All of those those are probably the essence not probably like those maybe the essence in which Vegapunk or the essence of Vegapunk that he put took out so he took out all of his logic put it into Shaka He took out all of his desire put it into York he took all of his, what, what's, what's the top one here? Um, took all of his wisdom and put it into Pythagoras. Took all of his flair, which I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna assume something along the lines of greed, maybe obsession, maybe hyper-focus, um, maybe creativity, like, like how far your mind can reach into the imagination. Something like that maybe, because you seem like the tinkerer. Um, so yeah, that's where I think the naming scheme came from. Uh, 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 a question I would have is, is there still a, a Vegapunk? Later on we learn that there is Vegapunk, but then I'm gonna get there and I have another really, really good question. So, with the reveal of those, of those four Vegapunks, we have all of our Vegapunks now, and the Frankie group is very, very, Our Frankie group, Frankie's very, very ecstatic over this because it's a new invention. Frankie's very excited. I'm surprised Usopp isn't isn't excited as well, because to me, Usopp is an inventor as well. Um, and then we are going to pan over to the Luffy group again. So it's Luffy, Bonnie, Chopper, and Jimbe. Luffy and Luffy's group come across a giant ancient rundown robot look at that so it is from a civilization 900 years ago 900 years ago so that's before the void century is when this robot comes from right like isn't the void century 800 years ago and then there's a a 100 year blank period so it's like the robot comes out or wait, comes out and then 100 years poof something void century 100 years And then the great pirate era where then Luffy now comes across it again and Vegapunk has it at his island. Okay. Very cool. Um, Shaka is also speaking to frankly and frankly Frankie and them. And um, he's asking for a full tour of the island. And they're talking about the technology and how it's futuristic and how it's very, very advanced, very, very cool. You know, mind-boggling almost and shaka stops everybody and says well it's quite the contrary this island's technology actually comes from the past huh that's crazy that's crazy i like that's why we need to read more because as you can see i'm lucky i get to read through bang 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 seven chapters but imagine being left on that like Imagine being left on, we're entering the labosphere. Imagine being left on, where's Vegapunk? That's where we're left with every chapter, every week. And it's very, very exciting. So we're gonna continue with 1066, The Will of O'Hara is the title and, uh, the, and the cover art. Here we go. So we have the Germa fleet moving away. I guess they're they're, they're doing something. Um, it's an emotionless excursion, and it's Jerma's return home. So, um, we go back onto Egghead, where Nami Nami's group is talking about the ancient kingdom. Robin also remarks of a machine created during the Void Century. Um, I don't know where I would see this. Yeah, there's a machine. So they're going back and forth. It's mainly exposition right now, and they're kind of divulging into what's going on with Ohara. And how that is tied into Robin and Vegapunk and where all of this stuff is coming from. So, when talking about the Buster Call of Ohara, um, Shaka and everybody, they're exclaiming that Ohara knew about the ancient kingdom. And that was the big problem. So, with Ohara knowing about the ancient kingdom and the void century, essentially, that's like dangerous territory for the government. They don't like that, so um, Nami's group is starting to get a little excited at the details being revealed, but also um, they're getting like shocked and surprised at what is actually being revealed. So like, Vegapunk, New Clover, things like that. Um, Clover was a pirate, but, like things like this, and then we get we get a glimpse at a younger vega punk that big um p- penis looking structure in the middle there that is our vega punk before the events of division into the satellites uh i hope that makes sense so yeah uh clover was very interested into the um void century so when the buster call was being planned A bunch of the people from Ohara, like, oh my gosh, look at how crazy this is. Look at how crazy this is. A bunch of the people from Ohara ended up putting the books, or some of the books, all the books, I'm not too sure. But they ended up putting some of the books into a man-made lake. And (laughs) Shaka says, the clueless soldiers saw it and didn't realize its value. That was the great victory for Ohara. All of the books that we as the readers and the citizens of the One Piece world have presumed to be gone and lost were actually saved by the giants of Elbaf. That like, I'm getting goosebumps because it's so touching. I like Robin is we're in our we're in a little bit of a flashback right now. but you can see Robin is getting emotional. This is a big emotional reveal for Robin. and it's beautiful because we've been with Robin for a very long time. Robin is not a super emotional character. one of the, Greatest scenes in all of One Piece is I want to live. Robin exclaiming her emotion to the world and to her friends. From that point forward, she has like developed her emotion a lot more, but still, we don't see her cry, we don't see her get emotional, we don't see her have a temper tantrum. She's a very calm and collected woman, and it's to see that just talking about the saving. Of these books by people that she didn't never knew that's beautiful and I I agree with her being drawn to tears so the the flashback finishes and Robin is brought to tears it is beautiful and of course Frankie Frankie is like how dare you make Robin cry and if you guys just want my little side note side note Mademoiselle Robin Miss beautiful there. She's into Frankie. She's into Frankie. I, I have never seen two people want to knock rocks more than Frankie and Robin. As soon as they got back from Sabaody, Frankie was all over. He was, it was very, very excited to see Robin and Luffy. Makes sense, but Robin, um, I think after like dress rosa you see him like carrying her like oh man i hey hey man i could only want the best for you frankie that's all i could ever want from you so yes so we continue and we're continuing into the um ohara incident so this is still 1065 1066 so i'm just gonna go over the flashback very quickly because the flashback is um t- spoken from the perspective of shaka as vega punk as you know like the actual original vega punk before the division of um personalities or the satellite creation right and the reason why i think that we're seeing this conversation is because this conversation is probably the intellect that vega punk instilled into shaka that's why shaka is the one um giving us this exposition And that's why he is the one that remembers it. Because these are the memories implanted into Vegapunk. Into Shaka, sorry. So, yes. So, we have Shaka, and then we got Vegapunk, more Vegapunk, and then more Vegapunk. So, in this flashback, um, we learn that Ohara was actually trying to expose the ancient kingdom. Um, 22 years ago. So, this flashback takes place 22 years ago, a few months after the buster call. We we see that the giants of Elbaf, very very cool again. The giants of Elbaf are seen carrying books from the 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 lake um, to safety, and I'm gonna presume on Elbaf. I don't think they say that it's on Elbaf, but I think it's a fair presumption to say that it's on Elbaf. Um, so da- Vegapunk is also there with like, I these chapters are crazy. Vegapunk is also there. With Dragon. Like, this is 22 years ago. So it's Vegapunk at the age of 43 and Dragon at the age of 33. So 22 years ago would be just about when Luffy was born. So Vegapunk is Luffy's mom? Okay. Sounds good with me. I don't care. (laughs) So the exposition continues. And um, Dragon and Vegapunk are talking about this incident. And Dragon wants to create a new... I don't know how to explain it. Like a new uh, Revolutionary Army-esque. And he's trying to recruit Vegapunk. But Vegapunk is basically like, Nah, bro. The government has more money. Fair, fair, fair. Um, and yeah, so all of the books were recovered, and Dragon is now explaining the process of creating the Revolutionary Armor, where he recruits Ivankov and Kuma, and they form this Revolutionary Army that is finally established. So, our Nami group, our our Vegapunk Nami group, is our Vegapunk, (laughs) Our Straw Hat Nami group is pretty ecstatic about the idea that it's actually saved. Like it, that that's a crazy reveal. I'm I'm relieved as well. Um and they're talking about how Luffy's dad knows Vegapunk and how it's all like everybody's connected somehow. Um and <laughs> they ask, where is all of these uh, this knowledge stored? And he says the books of Ohara didn't fall into the government's hand. It's all inside my head for programming research. So Shaka and the Vegapunks have the ability to store tons and tons of data in their mind. Um Robin's very happy about this. You know, um, she she says that the giant that helped her was named Saul. Like they're they're sharing this this moment together um and then like the shoes on frankie's feet start moving like they're all moving by themselves and then we go back we pan away from nami's group and we go back to luffy's group at the egghead fabrio phase scrapyard fabrio phase fabrication scrapyard right like that's where all the scraps are that's where that giant was that giant robot that we saw And he says, oh, so I see it's an automatic type. I guess Luffy's trying to figure out what's going on. You know, they're yelling, hey, move, you know, get up, start, open. And then it starts moving. (laughs) And look at Luffy's face. You know, so the robot starts moving. And you can kind of see. Right. I can zoom in. I always forget I can zoom in. Look at this. HELP ME PLEASE! I swear he says something corny though. Doesn't he say something like Quasar? I don't know, something like that. I may have heard that from somebody. But, yeah, Vegapunk is stuck, and then they- they- they pull him out of the robot? AND LOOK AT IT! Vegapunk looks so cool, not what I thought they would look like, but oh my gosh, this looks amazing, Dr. Vegapunk, we see he got a little apple on the head, a long tongue, similar to that, um, what is his name, Peru Peru, Pika Pika, the sugar fruit guy, The, the, the he shoots arrows and stuff, he had the long tongue, so... Is Vegapunk a part of a different race? If so, then why aren't the satellites a part of that same race? Shit's, shit's turning. So, yes, Vegapunk is finally revealed. Yeah, like, yay! Bonnie, is he? Oh, women, oh, women. Why can't you just be excited that Vegapunk is here? Why you gotta start off and go, why I order? Why I order? And and yeah, so she's like, uh, "We got to talk. We we got to talk." And then that's the end of that's that's the end of ten sixty six. Yeah, that's the end. So I can show you, but I normally have like notes on all of the chapters. And ten sixty seven, I started reading, started taking down my notes. There's a lot of chapters, so I just didn't get to finish it off. So, from here on forward, oh, actually, yo, sorry, live audience, I'm, I'm going to be using this, this stuff later for my Spotify. So, thank you, I appreciate you guys all being here. Okay, so, thank you all for tuning in. This is the time of the stream where I now don't really know what's going on in the One Piece manga. 1067 I loosely read everything before this I was paying attention weekly and then everything after 1067 I was kind of just on one piece talk like it's kind of just whatever I would come across is what I would see I wasn't reading all of the chapters and if I was I wasn't reading them in depthly. I know kind of what's going on um, but the very fine intricate details I'm going to I'm going to have to read it and find out. So we start off with uh, our cover page where it is Caesar the Clown, or, yeah, Caesar Clown versus Judge from the German Double Six with, whatever, Yanji and Bonji, whatever their names are. I never remember their names. Sitting in the background, they're fighting. And this is now titled Punk Records. So that that Labosphere that was titled Punk Records, I guess we're going to be going there. So we start off and Bonnie remarks that... Um, uh, like Bonnie remarks, so we start off right where we left off. And Bonnie remarks, hey, what, what happened to your head, bro? Mm, you got a bigger head. You got a way bigger head. Um, and, well, he's, he's saying that because his head kept growing, he had to cut it. And we can see that that is Vegapunk's head now. Very, very tiny. But then look over here. Like, you see, it, it should have kept going. I should have kept going, which is, whoa. And then, um, you know, the last time Bonnie saw uh, Vegapunk, so maybe at a young age, he had the head. So between Bonnie meeting Vegapunk the first time, or the last time, sorry, and then this time, that's when the Vegapunk satellites were created. So... Very interesting remark. It helps keep track of like a timeline of what is going on, how it's going on. Um, yeah, so he also, so he as in Vegapunk, also tells us about how his head is so big. And it's actually a devil fruit. So the devil fruit is the brain brain fruit. I'm going to guess it's a Paramecia type devil fruit. The no me, no me. No me, no me, no me. No me. Brain, brain, fruit. Very cool. It basically allows him to have infinite storage. Um, infinite storage in his own mind. So that's crazy. Um, Vegapunk's goal is to... Or sorry, not Vegapunk's goal, sorry. Vegapunk's uh, brain continues to grow. Oh, I just dropped my pen. But yeah, Vegapunk's brain continues to grow. He is a very cool-looking character. Um, I do like these a lot. These character models are starting to get more fun. It's starting to seem more like a like a like a cartoon again, especially with Luffy in Gear 5. Like he has more cartoony aspects. And when I say cartoony, I mean more like Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner type stuff. So, yes. Um. And then the the vegapunk records lab is named punk records which we learned earlier and it is the main hub for all of the all of the knowledge that vega punk has so that like apple thing on top of his head is actually just an antenna to connect to the large brain that is punk records or maybe inside punk Records. like i don't know but like punk records is what's actually ho- housing Vegapunk's brain, therefore housing all of the knowledge that the brain has. And that antenna on his head and maybe the headphones on the satellites are what's allowing them to all communicate and have the same knowledge base. Not do the same stuff with that knowledge, but have the same like, fundamental knowledge. It's like shared. So yes. So uh, Vegapunk is asking how many of the Vegapunks that are, how many of the satellites have they met? And we see that they've met one, two, three, four, five, and six. So all six of the Vegapunks, technically seven, have been um, introduced and met by one of our straw hats. Um, so Jimby and Luffy are kind of asking the same questions I am. Like, is how is it possible that you all share a brain but like connect to it wirelessly like that's that's incomprehensible is what he says um so yeah he says it's basically a library that shoots off like wi-fi signals and his brain and the antenna that they use is what's able to um uh receive that data so i'll show this because this seems like pretty interesting like, this is kind of what he's... Oh. Kind of what he's talking about. Very cool. Pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so... He is trying to... Share the knowledge from his brain with everybody. So he's, like, creating the internet from his brain brain fruit... And that's some, and that's, that's crazy. Um, so they're still talking and Bonnie is clearly v- still very, very, very upset. And I understand, I understand being upset. You did that to her father, but like, see, I don't know if you did that to your father. Like, is the Vegapunk we meet right now, the same Vegapunk that was just talking to Dragon a few chapters ago, or last chapter, like, Like, the Vegapunk from 22 years ago, before the Satellites, is that the same Vegapunk we have today? Or did he, like, in taking out wisdom and, you know, evil and, you know, greed and, you know, creativity, blah, 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 all he's left with is this childlike state of mind, like, this childlike, not appreciation, but, like, almost imagination. Like, it's not tainted by the experience of man, right? Like, he's just, you know, I didn't want this stuff take it so that's why he's like pretty happy-go-lucky pretty smiley pretty I just want to help everybody because all of the evil that is the one piece world is in the other satellites so maybe that's the reason I'm not too sure I'd like to learn more about this this is this is very interesting so Bonnie takes the lightsaber and is ready to fuck some shit up like hurt this guy very much not have a good time with him she's she's crying now and she is like this is not okay. Um, and then she goes to, like, cry, 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 and then she starts foaming at the mouth. Um, she fainted over the, the excitement that was that conversation. Like, very, very interesting. Um, I'm not really sure how they got there. Um, and Vegapunk is, is sympathetic towards Bonnie's reason for wanting to kill him. Right? Like, he's like, yeah, like, the, the rumor's true. Like, yeah, like I, I did that, and then he's asking, like, was the sorry, he's asking the dragon that isn't Kaido, like, what color is it? What color is it? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna see exactly what he's saying. Uh, it seems that he ate it, yeah, you see. So he goes, um, but the growth won't be the same as the original fruit. But it wasn't it was a success. Can he he can spit fire and and call on powerful things? He's the guardian deity of Wano now. And Begapunk then asks, What color is it? Luffy goes, It's pink. And he goes, God damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Smashes his head on the fucking table. Because he goes, See, I told you it was a failure. How? How were we supposed to know that the pink was the failure part? Like Like we all knew Vegapunk thought it was a failure, and realistically, it could have been because the dragon was pink and not blue. But that's not a failure. That's not a failure. Did you see? Did you see Vegapunk's like creation? Do you see what Momo has become? Momo's the guardian dragon of Wano alongside the, the Davy Fox protector of Wano. These characters are monsters and you're upset because he's pink. Well, that's the perfectionist Dr. Vegapunk, clearly. That's what we get with Dr. Vegapunk. So, not bad. Pretty good. I'm pretty excited about this now. He The, the reason why I said something along the lines of like a childish-like grasp of the world from like, giving away all of that knowledge, is in moments like this, where he smashes his head on the floor and he's very, very vividly upset because of something as simple as a color. I don't see that being realistic if all the other aspects of the devil fruit were perfect or close to perfect, right? Like, possibly you are just a perfectionist, but maybe that perfectionist attitude can go. We don't need it. You're not perfect. But yes, so this robot that we were talking about, that we see, it's right here. The robot is from the past. Um, The legendary giant, uh, the legendary metal giant that attacked Mary Jua 200 years ago. What? So, the, what? Okay, hear me out, hear me out. So you have... The robot being created 900 years ago. The war happening, or the, the void century happening 800 years ago, so the, the, already 100 years old the robot is. 800 years past, or 800 years, 100 years past, 700. 200 years after that, 500. So five, what? This robot has been active for 700 years. And then just stopped. What? It tried to climb the red uh, line to Marijua 200 years ago. 200 years ago. That's not, like, realistically, That's not that long. M- the red line has been there for 200 years. This this ancient city was somewhat still active 200 years. Like, this is, there is a lot of lore dumping going on. Um, And it says that the machine was probably created more than 900 years ago. They just have to assume 900 years because that's the furthest back that they're going. But it could be older, like what? So the government ordered that the robot be destroyed. Vegapunk said no, nah, I'm taking it, brought it to his island. Um, so then like the conversation starts simultaneously happening between Nami's group and Luffy's group, although they're at different parts, because Nami's group is looking on the, on the security cameras at the scrapyard where Luffy and them are at, and they're talking about this robot. So, Shaka then says, yes, this is the robot that climbed the red line 200 years ago. And, whoa, Robin makes the remark, 200 years ago, that's the exact year when the discrimination against the fishmen started. So this could be all tied together. We could be coming into some type of dump about this. Um, yeah. So the Vega Force was created. Um, we created we created the Vega Force, and based everything we learned from it. Okay. Yeah. So there. So based on everything that they were, they have all the knowledge that they have. That's how they created the uh, Vega Force, the satellites, and everything like that. So pan back over to Nami and the group. Bonnie's on the floor. Um, I wish I handed it over to her. So Vegapunk says something to Luffy. Uh, He says, it's fated that you have come here. Can you do something for me? Can you take me off of Egghead? Vegapunk is asking Yonko, Straw Hat Luffy, to take him off the island, and Borderline seems worried, like nervous. Um, so that's interesting. And then uh, we pan out to the harbor of Egghead. A- Egghead, sorry, the um, the harbor. So the, the the docking area, and we see all the sea beasts there once again, just like when the Straw Hats tried to show up, but now there is. A new player, a new group added to the mix. We've got information that Jewelry Bonnie is headed to Egghead. She's an eyesore who repeatedly escaped. Next time we meet her, I'll definitely kill her. Our friends, Cypher Pole, Aegis Zero. Very fun. They are now on Egghead. Cypher pulls on Egghead now. um. And Lilith just says, yeah, let them enter. Rob Lucci is the assassin, right? Yeah, come on in. The, the Nami's group is like, oh my god, Rob Lucci's here. Uh, we got to get out of here. Oh no, I hate him. Please don't let him enter. Robin, don't worry, I'll protect you. See, that's, oh, that's Sanji saying it to Robin. And then Shaka says, prepare to inter- intercept them. Decline their request. So he's saying no, no to the ages, no to the cipher pole. So then we pan over to Kamabaka Kingdom, the great Kamabaka Kingdom, and dragon like someone's yelling dragon's name, saying something's going on. Something is a rock. And once again, our favorite boy, Kuma the actual Kuma this time all fucking cyborged out looking crazy like giant and like they there he just gets up and he's just running and he falls over and smashes his head and like he gets up and he keeps going and they're wondering if he's if he's being controlled by the um, uh, the world government let me take a sip of water. So Kuma is now here and like he's running and Dragon like the most uh, aggressive I could say. The most aggressive I've ever seen Dragon. Right? What's the matter Kuma? Where are you going? Just stay here. From now on the battle, uh, we battle as what? From now on our battle as the Revolutionary Army will start. So Kuma... Pew, he's going somewhere. Dragon and Ivankov are gonna follow, but they're upset about it. And then that's it. 1067 is done. So